0: the best way to study the holy bible which teaching methods are helpful for adults what makes for the best learning for children and are christians studying the scriptures at all today these questions and a few more hi this is mark frith chairman of the family shield ministry board and today's guest host for the family shield radio and podcast network thank you for being a part of the family shield family you are a blessing to us. Our guest for today's program is the Reverend Jason Betcher, pastor of Trinity Family of Faith Lutheran Church in Baser, Kansas. Pastor Betcher, welcome to the family. Hey, thanks Mark, great to be with you. We're excited to have you, I'm excited to have you on this program. So Jason, you and I have known each other for a little while now, what's it been, 15 years? At least. So we connected when you were serving as a pastor in Florida, and I was serving in Kansas. At the time, we were both talking and praying a lot about church planting and connecting people to Jesus. And at that time, you were just discovering from others a method of learning and sharing the scriptures called storing or something like that. And it really changed how you taught your people. I remember how excited you were about it and even it changed how you would deliver a lot of your preaching. So, Jason, can you share with us, first of all, just what is storing the scriptures, the very basics, and then we'll dig into how it captured your heart?
1: Sure, I'd be glad to. Uh, This is one of my favorite topics. Um, Storing is actually really, really simple. It's, in fact, probably so simple that you might actually even breeze by it to say, oh, this is just for kids. But sharing a simple Bible story, either like two to three minutes long, uh, plus an interactive discussion questions, uh, just facilitating questions and discussion among people, among God's people, just see what the Spirit is highlighting from the story. And so both the story and the conversation around the story uh, stay hidden in our hearts. uh, And it's really just a simple way. Um, Somebody used stories who was it? Oh yeah, Jesus taught mostly from stories, didn't yeah, he? That's true. Uh,
0: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so, um, you've helped me to appreciate storing in so many different ways and its practicalities. But why did you dig into this methodology, and how? Why?
1: Um, well, the big why is honestly desperation, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, I, I tried a lot of other different things in order to try to get people engaged, knowing that, I mean, really, it's 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 being engaged in God's Word in in the Bible that really helps people to grow and mature, hiding it in their hearts. But the trick is is trying to get people to actually read their Bibles and, and to engage engage in the Scriptures. And so even regular sermons, people would listen to them, but then you know five minutes after it was over with, you could ask him what it was. They didn't really necessarily remember uh, much of what was said. And so part of it was desperation, wanting to see people grow. And so then I began to dig into um, to some podcasts and some books, heard about this a couple of years before this, but then I began to really kind of dig into it and hearing what other people were doing and the results they were seeing. And so I was like, just began to experiment uh and to see some incredible results
0: among our people Uh, i want to piggyback on that a little bit and just because you've researched and you've dug in with other groups and other people how many different organizations could you guess are probably doing some form of storing just and off the top of your head unless you've got the actual figures
1: I don't have the actual figures, but I'd say that there's probably at least a different, hundred different organizations around the world uh, that are involved in uh, in storying or story training uh, in some fashion or other. Most of them are actually targeted towards uh, unreached people groups and mostly are targeted towards folks that do not have a written version of the scriptures in their language. So most of them are targeted towards unreached people groups and folks that either don't have a written form of their language
0: or prefer an oral style uh, in learning. I can see how that very much breaks down that um, kind of the barrier when you don't have a written language and yet storing uh, allows you to simply tell that story and people are able to respond. You, um, I'm sure you can notice that quite quickly. So let me ask you this. Uh, would you share with our uh, radio family what you noticed about your congregational members when you began sharing this in your congregation? I've known you were a congregation in Florida and now you're a congregation in Kansas. Right. So you kind of have two different um, elements uh, or two different audiences that you've worked with as a, a shepherding pastor. Did your, did your members embrace this? Did they struggle uh, with it? and then maybe what were some of the results that you noticed in the beginning and then as you know, you became even more mature as a storyteller?
1: Sure, uh, those are great questions. Um, well, at first it was just 100% positive um, because it was something new and everybody likes something new, uh, something that's a little bit different from what the usual is and so, everybody as you have that that new car smell on something uh it, it, everybody says oh that's fantastic but then um as time goes along there are different people who 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 appreciate it for for a main dose of what you hear and others who really honestly um don't really prefer it um for a wide variety of different reasons but but those i mean at first i noticed people beginning to embrace it and the type of results were really kind of crazy. I actually started stop telling people what I was doing uh, it, because it just sounded too simple. Mm, and I just okay. started telling them, okay, this is what's happening. People were remembering the sermons, my interactive storying and the discussion for a month at a time. Uh, they could remember what the last month was. Then it was the last two months, the wow. last four months, the last six months. They could pretty much tell you every story that was said. And not only could they remember it, they were actually going home and talking about it um, with mm. each other. They were sharing these stories with their neighbors, uh, though as well, and, and family members. It was it was really quite fascinating. I actually even had uh, a hostile response from somebody, a pastor, once. Really? Who, who heard who heard the story, and he said, "So I really, my wife and I really didn't like what you were doing. We we, we didn't like it at all." And okay. so we talked about it all day, about how we didn't like that story and how you told that story and what that story was. <laughs> so if it was to have us talk about the scriptures all day long, then you were successful. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I just, I couldn't stop laughing.
0: So how many pastors get those kinds of results? You know. So you you, you do a lot of storing in your preaching, uh-huh. and the fact that people are talking about your... Story and your sermon throughout the day and throughout the week, and then they're remembering it for weeks and months. Mm -hmm. Now, if we can think in terms of um, some human results, you know, of course, the Lord and His Holy Spirit does the real work, you know, as we understand it, but that's pretty amazing.
1: No, it it really is. I mean, it really is much more illustrative of the uh, when the parable, the sower, the last one of the ones who retained the word of God. Uh, yes, grow in it rather than than really the first of that story where Jesus shares, a, you know, with where the seed is sown on the path and the birds come and take it away mm-hmm. um, and they don't retain God's word. And so that's really our goal in, in the in storing is to retain God's word, uh, regardless of what the method is, uh, that people retain it and keep it. But most people don't necessarily use a storying when it comes to uh, preaching it really works well in small groups and in intimate conversations, uh, even even better in those situations than it does uh, in, in a preaching situation.
0: So uh, again, you and I had a little bit of a conversation about how we want this uh, conversation to go over the radio today, but it made me, you know, suddenly as I was listening to you now thinking, um, how would storying preaching be done from what might be and I know there's I don't know if there's typical there's various ways of that pastors are instructed and taught on how to preach. Mm-hmm. How is uh storying preaching maybe a little bit different than some other ways?
1: Uh well storying preaching um well it can be done in, in an interactive fashion where I um and and it is a little bit repetitive to be honest okay. with it's important in order for people to actually learn the story. Um that I usually tell the story at least two times to begin with. Um, In your sermon? In my sermon. I tell the story to begin with. I tell it two times. And then the third time I have people, uh, I ask and solicit people to retell the story to me. Uh, Either one person or together collectively, we retell the story and allow them to correct each other um, in that. And then from there, we then begin to discuss and to dive into the story about areas that we liked or didn't like. And um, what do we learn about God from the story? How does this relate to us? Uh, How can we apply this story to our life? Uh, And so we we explore each of those different aspects of that
0: uh, as we go along. Well, I've I've watched you over the years and your YouTube channel provides lots of information for that and I'm sure you'll share that with us a little bit later in the program. Because uh, I noticed that y- it isn't just the same every single week and every series. So mm-hmm. for those pastors who are listening, um, uh, even for Pastor Betcher, I mean, there's uh, different ways that he angles that and uh, and works with his people. So I think that's great. Um, let's talk more about how the Christian can embrace this methodology in very practical terms. But well, let's do that in a few moments. Uh, Pastor Betcher, allow me to share a few thoughts here with our Family Shield audience. Family Shield Ministries is composed of Christians who care about families and the gospel, transforming lives now and for eternity. The Family Shield radio program is aired on more than 50 radio stations throughout the United States and on many podcast platforms. We also coordinate other educational and outreach services that serve individuals and their families. So we'd encourage you to take a peek at FamilyShieldMinistries.org And of course, as always, we wanna thank you for listening weekly to this program. This week, we're giving away a complimentary booklet called Live the Six, Learning to Live as an Everyday Missionary. This resource shares practical, even down-to-earth strategies for simply sharing your trust in Jesus, your faith, your wonder with him, with everyday people. And you can check out all the booklet topics at uh, lhm.org and simply click on the resource tab there. To receive a copy of Live the Six, call the Family Shield Ministries Response Center at 1-877-250-8416. That's 877-250-8416. Or you can email us at witness to family at gmail.com. We encourage listeners to sign up to receive Family Shield's complimentary email newsletter. It comes out once a month. And to sign up, send your email address to witness to family at gmail.com. Your prayers, your support allow Family Shield to continue to reach and equip individuals and their families for the Lord Jesus Christ. Your support makes our work in the ripe and plentiful harvest possible. So I want to say thank you from our Family Shield family. And let me tell you about Generations Legacy. We'd like to encourage you to consider participating in Family Shield Ministries Generations Legacy program and plan to leave a gift to help future generations come to know Jesus as their Savior and Lord. If you've already put Family Shield Ministry into your will or your estate, please let us know so that we can recognize you and thank you. Did you know that you can give an estate gift without changing your will or trust and that you can turn a life insurance policy over to the ministry that you no longer need? We would be happy to connect you to an LCMS Foundation counselor that specializes in estate planning that can assist you with your plans. There's no charge for that service. You can learn more about Family Shield and all of our ministries at FamilyShieldMinistries.org. But let's go back to my guest, Pastor Jason Betcher of Baser, Kansas, and our conversation on storing the scripture. Jason, the first part of this program was really exciting to hear you speak of this again. Jason, there are lots of groups who teach and encourage one form or another of storing. In fact, you've taught lots of people your own methodology. Can we talk a bit about that? How leaders and congregations might use storing in their congregation?
1: Sure, I'd be glad to. Uh, Just to get started with storing, what I basically encourage people to do is to, um, uh, because we're such visual people in general. Mm -hmm. I know I am. I I, yeah, me too. Best from visuals, uh, and I think our television and media just has kind of moved us in that direction even more. Um, what I like to do is to take a simple Bible story and like the Sunday comics, uh, if people actually even still read those kind of things, uh, where you oh. can through scene by scene, uh, go through a Bible story and put it together. And then from that, then take that and actually share that with somebody so uh, okay. where you can look at that as a script, as you're going along and, and then ask for feedback from that person, so that you're telling the the actual story, and you're not left, left leaving out any kind of important details within that story. But go and, and do that a couple of times, and then put your script away, your your comic strip, or or um, your storyboard. Stick figure,
0: away. stick figure box
1: guys. Yes, I'm a professional stick figure drawer. That's my that's <laughs> my when it comes to drawing. Um, put that away and then tell it again to somebody just to learn the stories. And that, that part of learning the stories and learning how to tell them uh, is, is a really good process for just simple memorization, but you remember it through pictures rather than just trying to remember the words. Cause that's how we remember events uh, in our lives though, as well, when we tell stories, we tell stories all the time about things. Sure. I mean, I don't have to memorize what I did today, if somebody asks, well, what did you do today? I'm like, Good point. I, my mind, I start to go back. Okay, well, here's where I went and this is what I did. Uh, and we can go through that because we have little hooks along the way for those for those kind of stories. So that's when it comes to knowing the story part and learning that part, which is the important part for us to have. And then the next part is learning how to to engage people with with
0: conversation about that story. Excellent. I mean, you've just made that so simple, um, and I appreciate that, but it, it 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 begs me to ask a question. okay It's okay. Um, how important is it for us in sharing the story of God's word that we get every single word, semicolon, period, accurate, you know, in the telling of a story. Can you share a little bit about that in your experience? Because I do know there's some people that say you need to memorize scripture word for word when you tell it.
1: Yes, and most people memorize word for word from the Greek, and I get that. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. Because if you're going to be absolutely accurate, you need to memorize it from the Greek as it was received to us without punctuation. Uh, as well, so good point. Every single story, as we share them, they are we share them as accurately as we can based on the translations that we have. And, and some translations are much more wooden and exact from the Greek, and others sure. are much more intended, like the message that are intended to, to have a more narrative flow. And okay. they take a little bit more liberality with that. So, every and I, this is something I learned at the seminary is that every translation is a translation. There's strong and weak translations. Some emphasize one thing over another and that you do your best within that to try to stay as close to you can as, a, as to a faithful translation. Uh, I wouldn't start necessarily with a paraphrase, uh, but I'd start with, with something like an ESV or an NIV uh, and then move out from there. But but working from a from a paraphrase can be helpful in learning how to tell something in a narrative flow though as well.
0: So we want people to actually be able to share the story. And you still have your written copy of the scriptures, your personal one, and you go back and you reflect on that, I realize. Let's talk about everyday men and women, which you and I are, I would say, everyday men, right? Even Mm -hmm. though we've had the vocation of serving in the church and are. But Mm -hmm. everyday men and women, uh, even boys and girls, how can they use storing in their everyday life, sharing with neighbors or coworkers, et cetera? Any thoughts on that?
1: sure um well i mean this is evangelism which basically is storytelling uh that's what evangelism at its heart is is telling the good news it's telling the story of jesus Uh, so how do you tell stories well you tell them basically uh, the way they've interacted with your life Uh, so there's a couple different ways you could you could just share a story from the scriptures with somebody uh and say well what do you think about that or you could share like a first person testimony story about how you interacted with the story and what type of effect that it had on your life. I mean, in, in Acts chapter 10, the story with Peter and Cornelius, that story happens. And then Peter has to tell the story a couple times to different hmm. groups of, of people. Yeah, this is what happened. And this is how we interacted with this. And this is how the spirit was shown. And so you you see that sort of thing happening where you're like oh it's not just the story but i'm telling you how i interacted with the story and what that happened to me and then so so what do you think about that how do you, how do you respond to to those kind of things have you ever had something like that happen to you in your life uh, though as well so it gives you a wide variety of not just one way of, of approaching that but multiple different ways of approaching having a conversation with somebody so it's not just here here's here's your uh, your simple tract are you, you going to go to heaven? Or are you going to go to hell? But to begin that conversation, starting with God's word and allowing God's word to seep into people's hearts um, and to produce faith from there.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. I remember uh, sitting at your feet and learning um, portions of storing and and then did the same with others. And I got to tell you this story and maybe you've got another one like that. But as you taught me, so I taught this person saying now. your your mission should you choose to accept it this week is now to tell this story at least with one person. And this one person was a grandma. And so she had her daughter and her two grandkids uh, who largely were not churched. And they were going from one town to the next day, a three hour drive. And the way you said is all you have to do is saying, hey, I'm in a class right now and I have an assignment and I need to tell a story. May I tell a story? And so she did. And her grandkids said, sure, Grandma, we'll do that. And so she told the story and then she told it again, just like you would normally teach. And then they interactively told it. Well, for three hours, grandma got to talk about Jesus and this story to her grandkids and her daughter, and they were interested. Nice. Do you find that that's part of the, what captures people's heart with storing?
1: Yeah. That, I mean, that can, even having the opportunity to practice with other people is is a great is a great thing to do, uh, though, as well. I actually used to do that with my kids uh, as well. We'd, we'd work on Bible stories, and then I'd I'd throw in a bonus, like, you know, like a Dairy Queen if they told the story uh, while they were at school or something like that. <laughs> um, but that that kind of stuff, just regular conversations, but also even uh, having people help you. Uh, that's a gr- That's a great idea when it comes to, you know, because then it disarms people and they're saying, well, I need help with this because I'm trying to learn this myself. Would you... Would you experiment with me in this? Because I need I need somebody to listen to me and to go through this so that I so that I have it accurately. And they're like, okay, well, I'll help you. Sure.
0: Uh, it 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 truly is to me at least is astounding how that works. And as as you teach people this methodology and you share with them saying, when you when you're practicing and people tend to be very open when you say I have this assignment for a class I'm working on. don't even realize that here's an opportunity that the spirit will go to work on them and it's not even bait and switch kind of thing which sometimes we as the church we can do that to people like you know lord bless that even too i guess but so sharing the fact that if i don't if i don't know the story accurately and i'm still going to share that isn't it amazing how the spirit helps you and grounds you even further, but also causes you to trust to say, Lord, you also are gonna provide the words for me in this. And they, that's my uh, thats my sense every time I've done that. It, I just grow by leaps and bounds.
1: Oh, sure. And one of the things I've done in doing that as well is, is having somebody actually have their Bible open and say, okay. so as I'm telling you this story, read along to make sure that I'm telling it, telling it accurately and allow them to judge whether or not I'm very accurate. So, okay. So they're not only getting it in their ear, but they're also engaging with their other senses and going, okay, and, and evaluate, okay, is he telling this right or not? And, um, little yeah. do they know that they're, they're really engaging a lot of their senses, uh, in this process to hide God's word in their heart as well.
0: Oh, excellent. So how can our audience maybe connect with you if they're interested in learning a bit more about storing and approach? Um, How can they connect with you?
1: Sure, Um, my email address is enoch34 at yahoo.com. So feel free to to send me an email. Uh, I've done online trainings uh, for for missionary organizations and churches uh, over the years. love to teach people how to do this and either in a short or a longer period of time um, to get people some confidence to do that. um, Be glad to do that. We also have uh, a page on our church website, uh, gatheringinchrist.org, where I've got uh, all kinds of sermons, but also uh, on YouTube, I've also got my own personal channel, which has some other examples of storying uh, that I've used, which include interactive dramas which i didn't really talk about that we i've done quite a few interactive dramas where i pull people out of the congregation and they they walk through that and that's very helpful for people as well so
0: well i do appreciate that and again your uh website for your church is Uh, gatheringinchrist.org okay that that would be really really good so if you're at all interested in connecting with uh, pastor betcher and the storing that would be a great place to go um so having said that, uh, you suddenly piqued my interest. Let's, um, if I didn't know anything about uh, storing the scriptures until I listened to this program today, how would you recommend in 30 seconds what I should possibly do?
1: What you should do is, uh, oh man, what to do? Uh, Google <laughs> uh storing the scriptures. And there are so many wonderful organizations that are that regularly and even for free put out their resources to help both in examples as well as teaching methodology to help you to learn and to begin to experiment and put it into practice. You don't need to get a formal training. Just begin to, to put it into practice
0: and the spirit will use that. Oh. So great for uh, being able to connect with uh, even for your family members, some who maybe have fallen away. What a great way to uh, share, you know, the Lord Jesus with that. Jason, I wish we had more time to visit today. Thank you for being our guest on the Family Shield Network. Visit the website to subscribe to Pastor Betcher's resources. That's our program for today. Visit us at FamilyShieldMinistries.com. We at the Family Shield Network pray for your protection from the evil one. God bless you. God bless your day. God bless you, Pastor Petcher. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, 7045 Parkwood Street, St. Louis, Missouri, 63116. And tune in again next week for Family Shield.